0: What's up, everybody? It's your host, Delaney McGuire, with another episode of the Forge Your Path podcast. So, as you all know, this podcast is generally about sharing stories from people who have created, you know, really original lives and overcome challenging scenarios and developed into someone who is really at their potential and sharing the tools and tips that have gotten there along the way. So, today I sit down with my friend Charlotte. And Charlotte is really interesting because she's younger than me. She's only 22 years old. And she has already launched a successful yoga mat company uh, while still in college. And I love sitting down and talking to her because not only does she have a cool personal story, but she has done so much personal development work that it just lives and breathes with, with how she shows up to achieve her goals, but also how she impacts the people around her and i'll share a story but um you know she's had a pretty profound impact on my life in terms of um helping you know just by seeing how much mindfulness practices serve her and benefit her they've act, that's actually you know pushed me and challenged me to um really lean into a daily meditation and yoga practice because i see you know how much it serves her and i i it resonates, and I just, you know, am really inspired. So, without further ado, I'm going to get us kicked off here and introduce you to Charlotte. Hello? Charlotte.
1: Hi, darling. How are you?
0: What's up? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing this morning?
1: Fabulous. I uh, just woke up. Well, I didn't wake up just right now. I uh, just got my morning routine done. About to sip on some coffee. I feel like I try not to let myself drink some coffee until I get all my like mindfulness activities Mm. first, you know? Yeah. God, that coffee spike, that shit gets me and then all I want to do is work.
0: (laughs) I feel that. It's like you have to save it for your reward after you do the the tough stuff. At least that's what I I have to do.
1: You do the same thing?
0: Yeah, yeah, I do my, well, I could probably be harder on myself, but I do a good five sun salutations in the morning. And then I sit down with coffee and do my journaling. So that's my, that's my little treat.
1: Yeah, I love that. I feel like a morning routine is literally the most important thing to being happy and successful and whatever that word would be and whatever that meaning of success is to you. I feel like a morning routine is everything that creates that, you know, and like sets the intention, sets that stuff up for your day and like sets everything in the right order.
0: Yeah, that's so true. It's sort of like it gives you a chance to ground yourself in just like, yeah, you know, what, what you want to get done for the day and, you know, what, what your priorities are, what you value. And even just not letting like, you know, I think especially when it comes to like mindfulness practices, it's like finding your sturdy footing. So it's like little, when you you do the yoga and the meditation, the little things don't throw you off as hard. We're not as like emotionally reactive to everything around us.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't know if you saw um, an Instagram post that I made this week, but I was talking about Um, those things that you don't want to do, like doing the thing that you don't want to do because it will eventually really benefit you throughout the day. Like going into the things that you choose Choose that you don't want to do are very important. Like such as like the other day I went on like a hike, right? I was on the phone with you, I think right beforehand. And I was like, I want to go on a hike today. remember? And you and Corey. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Uh, I was like, I want to go on a hike today. So I had that idea from the second like I woke up because I called you guys like right when I woke up, I just thought about you. And um, then after I got off the phone, I had this moment of like, should I go on the hike? Where I like started questioning myself and I started questioning this, like, this thing that I had already told myself I was going to do for the day, you know, because I knew that this hike was about to be hard as fuck. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, like, two miles straight up. I don't know if you saw Camelback Mountain when you were in Scottsdale.
0: Oh, yeah. But... I've actually hiked it a few times.
1: Did it's- you? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know. That's just yeah. hard. <laughs> it's no, so puppy. hard. <laughs> and so I had this, like, that moment of resistance with myself, right, where I was, like, huh, well – maybe I could go to the park and I could just do yoga at the park. Like I'll just go to a different park and I'll just chill by the water and do yoga. And that's like two completely different things. You know, like if I chose to hike up that mountain, that's like choosing to put yourself in like a little bit of agony and like go through something, which is like an acute stress because you're going to be like in that fight or flight mode for a little bit of that hike because it is very difficult and you're just like rocking, walking straight up rocks, you know? Um, doing lunges like the whole way up, which is pretty demanding, like <laughs> physically, or I could have chosen to go to the park and like chilled and do yoga, which I've been doing for the last, you know, week straight. Um, so yeah, I chose to go into that thing that I didn't want to do, like the hike, right? Like, that isn't something that I, I really wanted to do. I was fucking tired, and I was feeling lazy. And I felt really comfortable with maybe just getting a couple poses in at the park and taking a nap on my yoga mat. But instead, I decided to go into the thing that I didn't want to do and choose an acute stressor, such as like hiking, and I benefited so greatly from putting my body through that physical stress, that I felt like a lot of the stress that I had been feeling from the last week, and a lot of that anxiety that has been built up from the last week, had just like disintegrated just Mm. from, from taking a hike, right, like grounding your physical body creates this anchor almost because you've grounded yourself to the earth and you've grounded yourself in this thing that holds your soul and your mind and everything you have going on up at the top too you know like think about um like grounding your physical body to create an anchor for the mental and the spiritual right
0: yeah no I think that that's like really awesome and it's so interesting because it's like almost that that thought to go on a hike almost comes out of nowhere and it's like we all have those things it's like slightly out of our comfort zone slightly out of the norm and we get a little excited at first like any new Mm -hmm. idea that's a little bit a little bit out there excites us and then um but I think almost always when something's out of our comfort zone then there's that secondary wave of fear around it you know it's like It's like the one-off activity, but it's also like the commitment to like, oh, I'm going to lose five, 10 pounds, whatever. It's like whatever that thing Mm -hmm. that initially excites us. Then once it gets closer and closer, we start to, you know, the ego, the thinking mind starts to realize that it's going to be hard and, you know, we want to conserve energy. So we give ourselves reasons why to avoid it. But that's so interesting you say that because it's like in the back of our mind, we know that it came up for a reason, like that thing that's going to push us a little bit. Mm -hmm. We do know it's going to serve us. Um, But oftentimes we do want to resort to what's comfortable. And I I think that's interesting too, because it's like, it's not even just like you mentioned that the hike did give you a lot of personal benefit, which is awesome. But it it goes actually far beyond that. It goes back to like who we are as a person. It's like if you tell yourself you're going to do something cool that excites you, and then you allow yourself for whatever reason to back away and fall away from that even though that's like a one-off instance it kind of roots mm-hmm. us in who we are and we become we become our, that person that's like it's okay to come up with an idea and not execute on it
1: but yeah and, not, you, like, and it, not follow through yeah. with the thing that you've already promised yourself that you do and in reality The best type of human being that you could be is a type of human that follows through with yourself. Because when you follow through with yourself, then you're reliable for not only yourself. And you can become reliable for all the people that rely on you. And I think that it's almost this weird thing when you choose um, to either choose something for yourself which might be something that's difficult or something that you might you know have to like fail and then learn and then fail and then learn some choosing something that might be outside of a comfort zone is going to benefit not only yourself because you have learned how to control your mind through whatever activity or whatever thing that you've chosen to do which is uncomfortable but it also creates this like trust with yourself where like when you create this, this energy, you've created this trust with yourself where you don't think that you're a loser and you don't think that you're a failure and you don't have that negative self-talk. And I think that negative self-talk can be the biggest, biggest thing to set yourself on fire because you are your own biggest enemy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like such a it's like such a repetitive feedback loop. Like if if our life is stagnant and we it's pretty much like we'll suffer one of two ways. You know, we can either choose the suffering and mm-hmm. have it be like a repetitive cyclical thing that, you know, it's slow and it's bite-sized, and we're choosing it. Like we're choosing to climb these pick mountains to climb that inspire us and like mm-hmm. not only help us grow, but then in that growth you know, allow us to be there and serve others. Or it's like, you know, we remain that weak minded human being and life just kind of <laughs> shits on you. Like if, if, if we don't develop that, cultivate that mental strength, you know, simple things will be challenging. And I literally just, it's kind of funny. I just saw this, uh, I was scrolling through Instagram before you did this call and there was like, it was like some hashtag personal development cartoon or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was like, it was two pictures on the left side. It was like this, it was like a little boy and it was like light, the The caption said like, you know, um, something to the effect of like, life is always going to be hard, but you know, it's up to us to become strong or something like that. But it's like the little boy uh. is just getting like pelted with these rocks and he's like <laughs> putting his arms over his head, like crying. And he's just like this little boy and then it's, it's yeah, it's kind of fucked up. But then in the second picture, he's like, He's got, like, a big-ass shield, and, like, he's just, like, this huge, mm-hmm. swole, like, muscular dude. And it's, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's through the challenging repetition. It's pretty much, like, you know, figure out – We, we can, it doesn't even need to be things that suck. Like, we can we can sit down and think about what are those things that we get excited about. Like, what are the domains that excite us and choose to be great in those domains? So it can be, like, you know, I want to run a marathon. I, you know – For you, it's probably like I want to – part of it's probably doing the yoga. Like I want to really, you know, connect deeply with my body and master some some aspects of yoga. Or I want to create a business.
1: I think that it's interesting as well, right, to think of it in this way of uh, doing the thing that you don't want to do doesn't necessarily have to be outside of your realm, right? Like for me, every single fucking day, it is a test to my mental self as to if I'm going to do yoga today or not, right? Like I have dedicated my whole life to doing this. I just created a business based around yoga and yoga maths and all this stuff, right? And it's like, I want to be that, I am that person. That is the person that I like being. When I do yoga, my mind is settled. My body is settled and calm and flexible and everything about me feels more flexible when I am able to get into my body. <clears throat> but still there is a resistance. Although that is the thing that I really... I really love to do, right? Like deep down in my soul, I know that is the thing that makes me a better version of myself and the best version of myself possible. But there still comes that resistance, even when it is the thing that you love to do, right? Like in my room, you know, I have art stuff everywhere. I have a bunch of canvases. I have a bunch of paint. And I could paint art in any second of the day if I wanted to. And I always have I always have utensils and tools and I'm so lucky to have that, right? But I still find myself having this resistance towards wanting to actually take the time to carve out of the day to just do nothing except for paint and just be there and be in the moment and paint and, and let myself do the art. And I think that that resistance can come even through the things that you love to do. So it's all about being able to control your small thinking mind throughout those things and being able to harness this energy of knowing that this is something that is going to make me better and improve my day and make me happier and make me feel more fulfilled as a human being
0: yeah that's so true that's so true and I think I think every person has a little bit of that knowing where you know we all want to be a little healthier we all want to you know meal prep so we're not spending money on restaurants but it literally is that thing like unless we do certain exercises Mm -hmm. the mind the mind will always prioritize comfort now unless it has a reason not to so it's like what one exercise i really love to do to kind of because we basically need to provide our minds with reasons why Mm -hmm. you know why should we sacrifice comfort now like what's more important than comfort now there's not many things to the mind that are but it's like when you can take time and I think, I I know you do this like beautifully. It's like carving out time for stillness, whether it's like a journaling practice or meditation, but like having that self, like reinforcing that self-awareness of like, wow, like if we're always moving, always doing, doing, doing busy, we don't even really realize how grounding and beneficial certain things we do every day are. But I think the more, the more we sit still and the more we reflect and think about like, you know, what are the things like, what what times in my life have I been the happiest and most grounded and what was I doing you know what were my daily habits and routines I love that yeah yeah and I think conversely too we can even look at it the opposite way it's like and then when we have that identified you can like project into the future too it's like what would my life look like three years down the road if I continued to neglect this habit and it's almost like Mm -hmm. when you can perceive when you can perceive like all the shit that's going to be in your life that you don't want there. (laughs) That is a powerful motivator too, I've found.
1: I love that. Um, I don't know if you've read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I haven't, but I've heard
0: heard it's very good.
1: I highly recommend that book. Um, So for me, that book has literally changed my life, especially in the last year. Um, I found that book in... September, actually. So in September, that was a pretty big month for me because um, a lot of things had just come into play when my grandfather had died. Um, And this energy, this question, this question in my head was like, what the fuck am I doing to live out this man's legacy? Like my grandparents, my grandma, who had passed away like six years ago, and my grandfather, um, Harry and Betty, they were like just the most incredible people. And When he died, it was like this, this wake up call almost to pay attention. Like what the fuck am I doing today to make his legacy live out and to make all of the work that he had put in, in his life, you know, live out through me. And at the time I wasn't really doing too well. Like I was not myself. I was partying so much. I was blacking out like three or four times a week. I was going out really often um, I wasn't surrounded, um, by the best people and I wasn't learning anything new. Right. And I have been on this self-development, like personal journey for about like six or seven years now. Like I- I've just been doing it because I really needed it when I was like 16. And it has been something that has gotten me through all of the hardest parts of my life. And when I realized that I hadn't learned anything new in what felt like six months, I realized that it was time for a change and I needed something, something to switch up. And I remember like being in my car and just like asking myself, like, what the fuck do I need to do to get on the right track to like start fresh, you know, and figure something out and learn. And myself told me that I needed to be sober. So I did Sober October, um, right? It was like two weeks later. And I found the book Atomic Habits, like literally at the end of September, like maybe the last day of September. And that book so clearly articulates the reason for habits and how important that they are. And although I'm a very free spirited person and I like to live um, in a very like flow, free form type of a way, my habits are the thing that ground me to the human that I am. And it's about like creating this like not who you want to be, but who you are. I am the type of person that wakes up early in the morning and goes to the gym, then goes to yoga and then comes home and meditates and then goes to work. I am the type of person that eats kale instead of eating fast food. I'm the type of person that meal preps because I care for my body and I want to be healthy for years to come. It's like, instead of making habits this thing that you have to do it's like think of it in a way of like creating this version of yourself like this is the type of person that I am
0: Mm. yeah talk a little bit more about that because it's like people think most people operate inversely it's like they look at who they are now and then their habits and the way of living their life out reflect that but what you're saying is basically you can reverse engineer it and define who you want to be and match the actions to that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I was a very completely different person when I was younger, right? Like, I remember going to the doctor. I was very overweight as a kid. I probably weighed like 150 when I was in like fourth grade. So, that's like what age 10 or 11? I was really big. And now I weigh like maybe 130 as a 22 year old woman. So, um, that's a completely different big shift. Right. And my life shifted when I went to the doctor this one day as a kid. And like my dad was with me and I'm a girl, you know, and to be with like a guy doctor and to be with my dad and the guy tell me that I was overweight, basically fat. Right. Like my dad then just like had this whole thing with me where it's like, okay, well, you need to figure this out. So although it was kind of a traumatic event, it was also this event which like got me like kicking myself in the butt and moving, you know, because in reality, no, I didn't want to fucking be 50 years old and overweight and have type two diabetes and all this. I don't want to be that person. That's not who I had chosen to come here as. That is not the thing that I knew that I would be in this life. And so like through creating this dedication to yourself, it's important. Like I remember maybe the first, when I had really gotten into creating like beneficial habits and understanding that you are the person that is in control. I was maybe about um, like 17, 16, 17. And it was when I got like my first like gym membership. And what I had done was dedicating myself to every single morning, waking up in doing the action of going there. At 4 a.m., I would wake up every morning, and I would go to the gym before I would go to high school. And although there were mornings where it was fucking freezing, I lived in Pittsburgh with my family. It was so cold. I had to get out, you know, make sure that the car was scraped and warmed and all of the stuff. Um, like, it was so important to keep myself at that Uh, level of understanding of, okay, this isn't serving me. This isn't really making me feel good right now, but in 10 years from now, I'm going to really fucking appreciate all of this energy and effort that I put into myself at this age, because it will, it will benefit me. And I think that it is, it's all about creating these habits and um, this idea of, okay, yeah, this might be you could choose something which might be comfortable for right now, or you could choose something which will benefit you for years to come and for actions to come. And it's like, once you start making the right decisions and making the decisions that are going to be making you optimally a better human being and individual all around, um, you don't want to make decisions that are anything less. You expect so much out of yourself because you hold yourself to this higher standard. Like I am the type of person that does these things. And I am the type of person that is this way as an individual. And that can be in in physical fitness or in the way that you eat or in the way that you take care of your mind and you meditate and the way that you show up in relationships with other human beings. It is all about the way that you choose to show up over and over and over again looking at the same thing for the thousandth time but seeing something new and creating someone new every single day
0: damn mic drop that's awesome um, boom <laughs> Boom. oh man I love that Damn, <laughs> that's so true it's like If you, like, if you can zoom out and be like, who the hell do I want to be when I'm, like, five years from now? Like, what is going to bring me so much bliss and joy? And you, like, think about those feelings and you just, like, can create that visual roadmap. And it's so much easier to zoom out, like, when you're in the fucking car, when it's cold, when you're so sad that you can't just go back to bed for another hour. You're like, I'm going to be that person in five years. and. I'm going to fucking go to the gym right now because I know that's the thing I need to do to get there. And, um, I think, yeah. And I think when we can zoom out too and realize like, if you look at, you know, there's sort of this like continuum when it comes to activating a habit, it's like after, what is it like after like 30 days, it's ingrained in its subconscious and it like, Mm -hmm. it's funny because you can look at the same activity of going to the gym And one person, it it takes like literally every ounce of human effort to get to the gym because it's so, it's so foreign to us. Yeah. It's so foreign (laughs) to us. We have so much fear. We're scared that people are going to judge us, you know, name any, any reason. Mm -hmm. And for some people, like, like someone with the exact same, you know, composition, same human being they need to go to the gym to feel like a human being like it is such an ingrained part of their behavior that they they get like sad if they didn't get to go to the gym today and it's it's so interesting and like the only difference is like that repetition it's like if you if we can when we're starting a new habit and we know that okay right now it might be hard but we're zoomed out to to the fact that Every time we do a repetition, it gets ingrained a little bit further, and that it's not going to feel this way forever. Soon enough, it's going to feel really natural and it's going to become just a part of who we are.
1: I love that. On this other um, side of that, almost, right? Instead of physical fitness, you can even look at something like this um, in the way that you show up to social events. For me, right? I realized that I have this habit that I've been creating for like about two years. Where every time I walk in a door that is foreign to me, I say to myself, bring the joy. And it's, like, setting this intention of, like, this is what I'm – gonna, when I come into this space, I am bringing the joy. Or when I enter this phone call, I'm going to bring the joy. But typically my trigger thing is, like, walking through a physical door. Mm. And it's very interesting because – That is something that I completely forgot that I do, right? It's just this automatic thing that happens in my brain that just snaps on every time I walk in the door. And it is just this muscle memory thing, right? Where I realized that maybe last two weeks ago, somebody came up to me and was like, you literally light up every single room that you walk into. Like, how do you do that? And it's so funny. It's because I set that fucking habit and I created that habit two years ago that I don't even think about anymore, right? Like it's not something that I think about. It's not something I really like consciously uh, gravitate towards um, or put any of my energy on, but now I just do it. And overall, it makes me a better individual to be around, a better individual to uh, have in your space because I'm creating this energy of joy and happiness and excitement for anything that I'm doing. And it's completely something that I don't even think about at this point. It's completely just engraved in my being, you know?
0: Wow. That's so, so powerful. And and I think the thing that that points out is like personality is not this concrete thing. It is It is – it's something that we can – we have complete control over. And it literally – like your personality is nothing but an assortment of habits that are like largely unconscious. But – that 10% of conscious energy that we have every day if we focus that on our habits and figure out who the fuck do I want to be who, how do I want to show up like that is so cool because i i would i would completely echo the same thing that like that is one of the most outstanding parts of your personality is that you really do like literally instagram handle radiate the sun <laughs> radiate the sunshine right it's like you literally do uplift every every room you're in and i remember when we when we hung out in california or, uh in arizona a couple weeks ago i had had a pretty rough day i was like feeling pretty anxious and we went out to do like a, a photo shoot for your yoga mat thing and like oh yeah
1: yeah.
0: i was kind of really scattered and like literally two minutes into us hanging out like i felt like a completely different person and that is a su- literally a superpower so thank you for doing that work honestly
1: i love that thank you for sharing that with me i didn't <laughs> realize i love you so much
0: yeah i love you too <laughs> um wow cool Wow, we like totally just kicked that off. I didn't even have to ask any questions, like. The whole yeah, first, that was beautiful. part of this call is just super natural. Like all right, so this is what I usually start the calls with, but we were just oh, going. Oh, we didn't so even really start anything with. yet. No, 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 no. That this all counts. This all counts. Okay, we're just You got a lot chat. of good
1: shit in there. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, for everybody listening, I'll I will have like you know obviously introduced you in the intro to this call, but. So Charlotte and I um, were part of this fit for service community together. And um, so we got, we got a chance to meet for the first time in Tulum in Mexico, part of this like year long personal development group um, where essentially we are signed up to this community because we want to develop and become the best version of ourselves so we can serve other people. So um I'd love for you to talk you, – you did give a little background on your journey and your story, but um, essentially, Charlotte is so inspiring because out of 150 people, you're the youngest member at – you're 22 or 23 now? Uh, 22. 22. 22 years old, a part of this group of people who are like, of oh, these people are like 30 and 40 and like just now realizing yeah. how important investing in themselves are. Um, yeah, so the I age range I
1: feel like predominantly feels like ages like 28 – to, i'd say like
0: 45 to like yeah. 50 maybe 100% and yeah you're honestly a, a huge inspiration to me because you really do believe in yourself and it comes across in like how you're talking about your habits and your routine and like knowing so concretely who you are um but i also think it's i really commend you cuz you did just launch a yoga mat company uh namai which you know, the products are beautiful. Everything you're doing with your website is so cool. And I can't wait to see it, you know, just explode. So, um, and you sort of did give some light onto where you were pre- prior to that. But I really do love for the audience to hear, like when we're, we're interviewing somebody, you know, what, how did you get to where you're at today? And what were some of those defining experiences that, you know, have you where you're at? And sort of like on the tail end of that and like now in your current, where you're currently at, like what's your, what's your driver? What's your passion?
1: Perfect. I love that. Um, thank you for that nice opening up. Perfect. Um, so I'd say something I've really been focusing on recently and understanding is that at a very young age, like probably around age four or five, I really found such a strong connection to my grandmother, which I talked about earlier. Um, yeah, her name was Betty and she was just the most incredible human being. Like, She inspired me in so many ways and had this beautiful leadership role that I didn't even recognize that she had held as a person, right? Like this woman had five sons and a husband and she ran that household without ever having to raise her voice, without ever having to get mad and just literally held this container of love and acceptance and understanding but also created this place of respect where whenever anybody got in contact with her, all they felt was respect. And even from a young age, I felt very impacted by her. Like I remember um, during Thanksgiving this one year, she had given me this like task, like here, you need to make some like little place settings. You're going to create these little name tag cards, like just do whatever you want to do. You know, like she didn't give me any specifics. She didn't give me any like crafting tools or anything. She was like, you need to figure it out. You make it yourself. I trust in you. It's going to be beautiful. And that is something that I've really just noticed as I get older that like, I'm so grateful that I had someone that was just there to hold a leadership position like that for me, where she led me to where I needed to go. She like showed me what she needed from me and created this boundary of what she needed, but also didn't stick too rigidly to any of the things that she like wanted in the process. She just trusted that I was going to bring to the table whatever I needed to do to bring to the table. And that was so beautiful about her. And like on the same note, um, my parents have been very, um, supportive of me. Like I always remember as a kid when I couldn't do something or when I felt like I was failing, my dad would always be like, you are fucking Charlotte Nyman. You get your ass up. You are Charlotte Nyman. You don't fail. You learn and you grow period. And I always remember my parents saying that and always giving me that confidence to, maybe take the failures and take them and learn from them and grow from them and become something better from them. Um, Yeah. So I've had a lot of amazing support in my life from the people around me. And um, I played softball when I was a kid. So softball was amazing. Softball was something that also got me into that, the dedication and created habits for me. Although looking back now in hindsight, I'm not really even sure if I enjoyed the game. <laughs> I think I really more so liked the social aspect and I liked all the people that I hung out with. I liked just like being around the girls and joking around and, you know, having inside jokes and whatever. Um, but there was something really beautiful about being able to dedicate to like a travel team and to a regular like uh, team like that played like around my house, um, like an in-house team. And um, there was something really beautiful about learning that dedication to myself. Age. Like I started playing travel softball uh, around age like five. So I was playing travel and regular on two teams for until I was like 16. So that's like 11 years, um, which is cool think about. Um, but I'm really grateful for the opportunities that I had through softball. So it was it was something which. Gave me the confidence to be the person that I am and gave me this social understanding, kind of like what you had talked about earlier, where you had said something about personalities, like you literally do create your own personality, Nobody is set to their personality, like for me, when I was like four years old, I wouldn't talk to anybody when I first started playing softball, I didn't, I was really quiet, my coaches thought I was quiet and all this stuff. And then by the time I hit age, like, eight, I started to open up and, like, started joking around with everyone. And then it's, like, I started to become everyone's best friend. And I, I realized I loved people. And it's, like, I started creating this person out of myself, realizing, like, oh, like, I'm not set to just be this quiet girl, quote, unquote. Like, I can be whoever the fuck I want to be. Like, I'm Charlotte Nyman. I can create the person that I want to create. Um, so I thought that was pretty beautiful. Like I realized that now as I'm, I'm getting older, like, Oh, I grew into this. And like, this is something that I'm growing into every single day. Um, so yeah, then let's see. Okay. So softball was pretty, pretty significant to me because, um, I used to live in Florida and then in 2008, I moved to Pittsburgh. So softball was my life for all of that time. And, um, when I had gotten to high school, I had been playing softball still, and I still played travel, um, but I played high school softball as well. And I had gotten kicked off of my travel team um, the year that my grandmother had died, actually. So it was like two really big things that were like, that I really defined the human that I was. Like being around my grandmother always helped me have this, like she was like that beacon of light. Like she was like my anchor that always helped me you know, justify the person that I was and always made me feel good about the decisions that I had made and playing softball always made me feel fulfilled in a way that, you know, people accepted me and I was good at what I did and I was a starter and I was amazing and I did these things and whatever. And the universe definitely gifted me those two really trying things at the same time because it was just testing me to see if I would be resilient in it. And I think that that ultimately ended up being like, the best like year of my life, two years of my life, learning those lessons and still working on them today, I guess. But um, yeah, after I had stopped playing softball on my travel team, I played one more year on my high school team. And I was like, you know what, fuck this shit. I'm not going to college for it. I love my (laughs) my coaches in high school. They were amazing. But then we had this new coach that wanted to come in my senior year. And I was like, this guy's a douchebag. He disrespected me in so many ways. And I was like, this is a sign. Like, I can step outside of my comfort zone. I can choose to do something that is scary. um, And I can choose to do something that uh, be someone that I've never fucking been before. And I decided to choose to do that. And I quit softball. Um, And actually that year was this predominantly like amazing year where I had spent a lot of it with my best friend, Aaron, and her and I had just traveled the country. We went a bunch of places. It was the most i had ever traveled in my whole life. And it got me so interested in the West Coast and wanting to go to Arizona because of some crazy reason I felt this draw to be here. And I remember funny enough, laying on the roof of the car in Sedona this same year with my best friend, Aaron, and saying to her, I'm moving here and it's, um, it's going to happen. Like I have to move here. This is where I have to be. And it's just so funny because that same year when I quit softball and all this stuff, I start traveling. I have to choose somewhere that I want to go for college because my family is like waiting on me to make a decision. Like if I'm not going to play softball. I need to do something. Um, so ultimately I decided to apply to Arizona state and <laughs> I actually only put in one application for college because I figured I'm either going to go there and I'm going to tell my parents and my grandparents this, I'm either going to go to ASU or I'm not going to do anything and I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to, you know, I'll do whatever I'm by myself, you know, cause it's like, ultimately they're going to have to support the decision that I'm making, you know? So I get accepted at ASU and moved to Arizona, not knowing anyone. Um, yeah. And just on this journey of like, I am my own best friend and like working to become the best version of myself in order to have all the best things and people and situations around me. And when I moved to Arizona, I really found, found who was underlying in all the bullshit in the last, however many years of my life. And, um, I really started to uncover the things that I liked about myself and the things that I liked about the world and the things that I gave a fuck about and just who I was in general. Um, so yeah, my, my first year at ASU I actually took a stress management one class, which I think is probably the one class which has changed me for my entire life. Um, and basically this class was focused on meditation and mindfulness and, to be quite honest with you at first, I'm actually looking at one of the books right now from that class and it makes me laugh because when I first would go to these classes, I would be listening to these guided meditations on like YouTube or Headspace, whatever. And I just start fucking laughing because I just thought it was a joke. I was like, y'all gotta be kidding. Like, this can't be real. Like, this is bullshit. Like, personal development doesn't fucking come from just sitting here and like being quiet and breathing, you know, like, what's this bullshit? And it's funny because... The more and more that I had decided to go, I had to go to class, obviously. So I decided, all right, well, maybe, maybe I'll just sit here and be intentional with my breath because why not? You know, like I'm already here. I might as well invest myself in doing this thing. And it ends up being the thing that has like completely changed my life. So I've taken five meditation and mindfulness courses at ASU. So I have a certificate of mindfulness um, to teach uh, meditations and stuff like that to other people. Um, and I also took a yoga class at ASU that got me completely dedicated into this yogi type of a person. Um, and that, that's another thing to say for repetition. Both of those things, I, I took those classes. And the reason that those are such predominant things in my life is because of the repetition of having to go to class two times a week for an hour and a half. Period. No question about it. That's where I'm going to be. That's what I'm doing. Done. And especially with yoga, that is where I really learned. I took a yoga one class one semester of my sophomore year, the first semester. And then the second semester I took yoga too. So it was like a full year long of like twice a week, dedicating myself to going to this class and being in these classes. Um, and it just, I, I learned so so much from that that dedication and showing up for myself every day and like being in the moment as well like being in school might not be everybody's thing but for me I had learned that I was going to find my little gem in every single day although maybe I didn't necessarily like some of the things I was learning or I didn't necessarily enjoy some of the topics of conversation I learned to apply myself into 100% of whatever the fuck I'm doing at the moment, I'm going to apply myself 100% and be there and show up because at the end of the day, the only person that you're going to be hurting by not showing up for yourself is yourself. Um, So, yeah, I think through going to ASU, I've learned a lot about that showing up for myself. Um, And yeah, I think about my sophomore year of college, um, my really good friend, Logan from Pittsburgh, had sent me my first Aubrey Marcus podcast, and for those of you, um, the Fit for Service, like the mastermind group that Delaney and I are in, um, is ran by Aubrey Marcus. And this podcast, I remember the first one that I heard, and I was like, "This shit, this is my shit. I like this a lot. You know, like <laughs> this is this is literally amazing. Like I love oh. this shit." So then um, that summer, I actually was going to live in Europe with one of my really good friends, Fatina, and. Uh, so we go to Europe and we lived at her family's house in the middle of nowhere. Like, I'm so grateful that they let me have this opportunity to live with them in France, Toulouse, like on the countryside. They have the most beautiful house with a beautiful pool, but there's legit nothing around for like miles and miles and miles. And we had no car to get anywhere. Like, I couldn't drive anywhere. So it was crazy. Like, you're just kind of um, in this place. And there, I learned this energy of feminine energy and being and learning to live in the moment and find my gems of every day, almost like I did in school, but being able to do it outside of school and being able to find my purpose in every day where I didn't have a job to go to. I didn't have schoolwork to complete. I didn't have anything to do at all, nothing, and except for being. And so I would download the Aubrey Marcus podcast. I had every single one of them, like like 200 of them downloaded onto my phone. And I would just walk around for like five, six hours of the day and listen to these podcasts and listen to Joe Rogan and listen to Lewis Howes and just get this different, uh, different idea of what my life was, you know, or maybe a different understanding of what other people had been going through and a different understanding of, just everything about life. And I would take notes and just grasp something new in my everyday and try to create a new lesson for myself every day. Um and yeah, that that really that was a very transformational year of my life because being there had taught me how to like ground myself in my physical habits and take care of my brain and what I was thinking about and what I wanted to learn and do and accomplish for the day. But it also taught me this, this feeling of slowing down and being in the moment and like relishing every single thing, like seeing all the butterflies that fly past you and blowing out a dandelion and making a wish and, seeing like a couple of horses just like wagging their tails at you. Um, so that was a very, very transformational time for me, um, because it had been like this implementation of all of the things that I had been learning in school and in life and taking it and just applying it to a, you know, two and a half month long, like retreat with myself basically. Um, so yeah, then like I had said, I probably go, I went into a little bit of a, uh, a loss though after that, like when I had gotten back, I almost kind of lost what I needed to do, where I needed to be and who I was. Um, I think just because I had just been uprooted from the things I had known for the last couple of years and just done something completely new, I came back as this completely new person and I almost felt like I didn't fit into any of the things that I was doing or I had been before. So so that really was a confusing time and looking back now, i um, I had shifted this person that I was. So instead of being the type of person that was focused on mindfulness, meditation, yoga, self-improvement, I had then shifted myself into being this person that drinks and parties and I'm this party girl and all this stuff. Um, And I had lived in that for about a year, I would say like my whole like junior year of college and a little of the beginning of this year, which is my senior year of college. Um, I had been living in that that party phase where it's like I'm this party girl and like I'm constantly trying to get validation from anyone that's not myself. Like I wanna be accepted for who I am. And it's almost like all of these things that I had been practicing and all of the ideas that i had come to recognize had just gone out the window. And it was funny because I didn't even pay attention to it. I didn't even recognize that it was happening, that like slippery slope of Oh, like just another beer. Like, I'm just drinking this mimosa on a Sunday. Like, I'm just doing this. I'm just going out with these people. Instead of like choosing to maybe stay at home and work on myself and do a meditation, I would be going out and just distracting myself with as many things as possible. Um, And then, yeah, so fast forward, kind of what I was saying earlier, um, back in September, when my grandfather died, it really was that moment of like, okay, what did my grandparents do to? be here and show me, um, the type of person that I needed to be and like, who the fuck was I? Um, so my grandfather as well, he was very inspiring. He was a leader in his own right. This man literally had nothing went from, I remember this one story he always used to tell about drinking Lipton tea and eating hot dogs in New York city for like months and months and months when he was pissed ass broke. And it's funny because this is the same man that ends up being like the president of bank of America in the eighties and ends up. Oh my gosh. He was incredible. And everyone respected him and everyone loved him and everyone got energy from being around him. Like he died at the age of 83, but I can promise you that this man like had the soul of like a 50 year old. He was running triathlons when he was like 60. Like this guy was a fucking beast. Like, He was so amazing. So like the fact that him, he was gone and my grandmother were gone. It's like, what am I going to fucking do? Like to live out their legacy, but also live into who I am. And so, like I said, I had to get into some thinking and do sober October and get into some habits. And then one day in October, I had this idea of, oh, my friend, Sean had asked me, so what are you doing? Like, what's going on in your life? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, well fuck I don't know like he has like a business that he was starting it's called FOMO's he's like creating his own clothing on and everything like that and I'm like fuck I don't know what I'm doing but you're doing that like what am I doing you know so it was like this whole like month spent of like getting back to my habits and figuring out who the fuck I was and what I was doing and what my purpose was here you know so got back into personal development a lot in that time and then I had this idea um, sprung onto me from my best friend, Emily, and she had said something about, well, you love yoga. Why don't you make yoga mats? And from that point on, I had just like taken that shit and ran with it. Like I have just, I have taken this company and like completely flipped around the idea of a yoga mat. In my opinion, I've made it this thing where it's like, uh, typically a yoga mat is like this rubber thing on the ground and I have decided to make it into the type of person that I am, where I bring the joy into my life and these mats basically bring the joy into a room in the same well, uh, in the same way as well. Like it's legit, just like a piece of art that you can walk around with you and bring wherever the fuck you want. Um, And it takes you to another dimension, another place. Um, So yeah, through having all these amazing ideas and through creating um, this business I named it Namai, um, which is spelled N A M A I. And Namai actually means home in Lithuanian. So, my grandmother, who I talked about uh, previously, she was actually Lithuanian. And the reason for calling it uh, home, Namai, is because of this idea of learning to ground your physical home, your body. Grounded to the earth in order to anchor kind of what we were speaking about earlier, your mental and your spiritual awareness to everything that is going on in the world around you. So learning to um, center yourself with your body to open yourself up and listen to whatever else is out there and aligning yourself to your higher purposes. And it's so crazy because as I had started the process for this business Um, I had gotten like the LLC approved. I had just finished my last test for school. And then at the exact same like that same day, I got accepted into Fit for Service. And my life will never be the same after getting accepted into that because it was like this whole couple of years of work where I had I had found Aubrey Marcus years ago and I was so interested in all the things that he had to say and I I knew who Kyle was and I knew Eric Godsey was and I knew who Caitlin was because I had just been following Aubrey for so long. And it was like this moment of opportunity had met my moment of paying attention and showing up. Like I had chose to show up so often, so many times and create the best version of myself that the universe then rewarded me to be a part of this incredible, incredible thing and group of people in this incredible community And just through opening myself up through that, like going to Tulum, being surrounded by all the most incredible people that I could ever imagine, talking to the people that I've been looking up to for years and just having a real life conversation and just understanding that, you know, everyone's human and everyone is trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and nobody knows the answers. And we're all trying to understand what our purpose is and what we're here to bring to the world. Um, but I, I think it's just very beautiful the way that Fit for Service has created the community because it really has made this container to help lift people up and create this empowerment from within. I think the biggest thing that I had gotten out of being someone that showed up there as the youngest person um, to Tulum, I, I realized leaving that I am the person that I have been looking for This whole time and on this whole journey and that nobody, not Aubrey, not Eric, not you, not anyone else would be the person that I'm looking for because I am the person. I have already done the things that I'm already doing the things that I love to do and love to be. Um, So, yeah, ever since we got back and you were just talking about that day um, when we went and took those pictures and did that thing um, with the yoga mats and took that that photo shoot. That day, I remember we were looking at the sunset and I said to you, that ball of light, that's literally me. And it's incredible because literally that day, I defined what my purpose was in the world. And my purpose was to spread light and show light and give love and just be this radiating energy for other people. And I have just decided to take all of that and dedicate it and and share it with it through this business. This business is literally the perfect um, emulation of the person that I am. Every single thing that has gone into the business and my website and to the mats is just this perfect uh, showing of me. Um, so yeah, that's what I got.
0: <laughs> Damn. I have a big old <laughs> smile on my face right now. Just hearing you talk <laughs> through all that and you hit on, you hit on so many important notes Oh man. that was that was a great I'm really I'm really glad that you shared that. Um wow. So okay, so I'm trying to think how to tie a couple of these things together here. Like you really do show up with that joy in all situations and it comes from an intentionality like, you know, being so present to walk into a room and to be able to acknowledge, okay, I have I have this intention. This is the goal. This is what I'm going to focus my energy on, you know, showing up here like this. How does – I think there's a lot of people that are going to listen to this that are interested in yoga at least a little bit but might not have too much experience or not really get it. They might think it's just like an exercise. So, like, how do you – Talk about yoga. How do you describe yoga and what it does for the mind and how it translates to the other elements of our lives, like finding our purpose, like achieving our goals and our dreams, like developing deeper relationships? Yeah,
1: so um, yoga is interesting because it creates this center place for mindfulness. So mindfulness is described as um, being able to find yourself in the present moment. So um, anxiety is found in future thinking and depression is found in past thinking. So if you can find yourself in the present moment, you're better able to be mindful, number one. But that also creates happiness and um, better self-awareness in whatever it is that you're doing. So with yoga, with any type of activity that you do, it's not even just yoga, you can look at it as when you're washing your hands, when you're taking a shower, when you're doing the dishes, while you're cooking, while you're doing yoga, whatever the thing is that you're doing. It's putting everything else on the back burner and not thinking about anything else other than what you are doing right now. So it's called like this intentional attention So if you can describe what you notice in like your breath and in your body and in your emotions and in your thoughts and in your senses, if you can go deeply into all of those things and kind of bounce around, then you have this better self-awareness of everything that you are doing in every situation that you get in from any (laughs) point forward. Um, So I think yoga can be used as this vehicle to help ground your body and listen, right? A lot of people look at yoga like it's going to be an exercise and it's not about the physical activity. It is about, it's not about the pose. It's about your breath in the pose. So it's about the way that you are while doing it and getting into it and getting out of it. It's being intentional with every single part of the thing that you are doing. Um, so with yoga, I think that it's important to pay attention to your breath, obviously number one, And I think that the biggest thing with that for me that I've been recognizing is that if I'm breathing out of my mouth, then I am overwhelmed and I I am not in control of my breath. But if I can just continue to breathe in and out of my nose, I am in control. My heart rate never like bumps up too high and my blood pressure never bumps up too high and I don't get too excited or too overwhelmed or too anxious. Um, I also think that yoga can be used to create better listening and better understanding of yourself and your emotions and your thoughts and putting on a video and listening to somebody on YouTube, even right now in these like different trying times, putting on a video and listening to someone on YouTube and intentionally doing every one of the things that they are showing you and telling you is very important because it's like that dedication. It goes back to that dedication. It's like dedicating yourself to the present moment. Like this is what you are doing right now. And this is going to benefit you in the future if you can just ground yourself to your present currently. Um, So yeah, I think that people look at yoga like it is it's like this physical thing and I do hot yoga and I know a lot of people look at that like oh my god like I'm gonna lose a lot of weight and I'm gonna you know be fit and hot whatever and it's like at the end of the day like it shouldn't be about that yeah those are gonna be things that come along with what you're doing but you should be showing up just to show up for yourself and create a more resilient person and who you are
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Yeah. I love that. And this is mindfulness has been a huge focus in me for me lately. And I've been, you know, just read some, a book by Eckhart Tolle that was really profound for me. And I think like to echo what you're saying, it's like pretty much every, like if, if things go unchecked, everything that happens in our future is going to be based off our past experiences because it's like if our brain if we look at our brain kind of just like this operating system it's like we we project expectations on you know what's going to happen in the future how people are going to react to us you know how successful we're going to be it's all kind of just based off what we know or what we think we know or what we've experienced in you know past experiences this you know, this type of person will treat me this way because in the past they treated me this way. And that's kind of the basis for all these emotions that come up when we're going through our life. So it's like the only way we can ever become like increase our potential and increase, you know, really change our life trajectory is with that presence. So it's like, if we can be so present in the moment from a mindfulness practice, like yoga, literally from doing the dishes with mindfulness, where you, focus on breathing and you focus on the emotions coming up that's the only chance you have to really change who you are because it's like if, if a, an emotion of fear comes up around a certain type of person or a certain like work experience you know most of the time unconsciously will react mm-hmm. to that and will let that fear response or anxiety you know act as like the, the small mm-hmm. self but if you can essentially notice, okay, I'm fearful right now, but, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's based off a past experience, a past life experience, or just, you know, some other thought pattern, we get a chance to respond differently. So I think there's so, so much power in having that, even, even though it can be challenging and we might initially see it as, you know, a pretty passive exercise, it can be one of the biggest things that one of the biggest tools to help us achieve, you know, the external things we want I to love achieve that. In
1: yeah, dude, it's, it's so incredible because, um, in a couple of those mindfulness classes that I had taken at ASU, a lot of it, they talk about, um, just being in the moment and it, like, think about washing dishes as the example, like you just used, like being able to feel the water on your skin and know what that feels like. and, Rubbing the soap in between your hands and rubbing it all on the dishes and feeling like what the dishes feel like and putting yourself in this presence, in this state of presence, I think, creates a more resilient way that you think. Um, So instead of being reactive to a lot of the things that happen in your life, when you are more mindful, you become more responsive. So you are better able to respond to things rather than react to them, rather than blow up and get overwhelmed and angry and upset about things that go on. You're better able to control your emotions and respond to the things that are difficult and trying.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And I think that's so important because like life is kind of one of the most special things about our life is like our relationships and the people around us. When we invest in that mindfulness, we can show up and really, really have beautiful relationships and connect so deeply with the people around us. When we're not, when we're not mm-hmm. so stuck and in our like heads.
1: When you learn to get the fuck out of your head, like you will understand that there is just so much out there for you, and there are so many beautiful people that can be impacted by what you have to offer, and like even something small that's a mindfulness practice to restore relationships is like writing a fucking note to somebody that you love and sending it in the mail. Like just send somebody a fucking letter because you know what? Nobody ever does that. Or even like sending a voice clip and telling them how much you love them um, on your phone, showing gratitude to the people that mean a lot to you or to some situation that has happened in your life, like showing gratitude to someone that inspires you or something that makes you want to be a better person and just letting people know what you're feeling and sharing your emotions with others and being open and being vulnerable is this thing that comes along with um, doing the mindful activities. You have this greater sensitivity to your gratitude for life. Like you really start to appreciate all the little things that had to add up to create whatever you have in this very moment and all of the people that led up to this very moment like the more mindfulness that you choose to add into your life whether it be through yoga or whether it be through just breath work or whether it be through you know washing your dishes um the more that you can put the attentional intentional attention on all of those things the better able you're going to make yourself an amazing human in the world that you live in like other people are going to be profoundly impacted by your greater sensitivity because when you are better able to be uh sensitive when you are more open to the sensitivity and your heart is open you want to share that with other people and you want to tell the people that have been there for you how grateful you are for them and you want to tell your parents how much you love them no matter how hard the things were that you went through with them or what the what your problems were with them you want to tell them how much you love them and how how you see them um yeah, so I, I think that through grounding yourself with practices such as these, it really does. It gets you out of your mind and into your body and into your physical world and creates this better appreciation for the people and the people that have been there for you and the situations that the universe has created for you um, to lead up to this point and for also nature. Like you have this greater appreciation for. Every single blade of grass and every tree that is just being a tree. And it doesn't have to be told what to do. It doesn't have to create habits. A tree just is. And you can learn so much from just being and learning to find yourself in the present moment. Because it opens up this amazing feeling of gratitude for everything. And then everything shows you gratitude back.
0: Wow. I could not have said that more beautifully. That was, I think that's an incredible place to wrap it up uh, with everybody. So Charlotte, thank you so much for joining and sharing your story. Yeah, dude, I love Um, this.
1: I'm so glad that we got to do it.
0: Right. Okay. So lastly, obviously you have your yoga mat company, Namai. And um, I'm excited because I know Corey's got one on the way over here. So I can't test it out and I'll be ordering one in the next day or two. Um, where can people find you and check out your yoga mats? So
1: I predominantly use Instagram. Um, my Instagram, my personal, is at Radiate the Sunshine. Um, and then my business Instagram is going to be at my, M-Y, underscore N-A-M-A-I. Um, and then my website for the mats is linked to that profile, but the website is www my n-a-m-a-i dot com so
0: yeah beautiful beautiful and i have to thank you again because after hanging out with you in sedona um i do have a pretty sweet daily yoga practice that does fill my cup and keeps me in touch with my body and i've really found that it keeps me much more grounded throughout the day so thank you again for that and thank you for showing up how yeah, you do every thank day. Thank you. Dude,
1: honestly, I appreciate you so much. Like you have just, you are such a grounded individual that has just continually, you, you choose to show up every single day as well. And just through getting to know you in the last couple of months, like I'm so grateful to have you in my life because you truly do. You show up for not only yourself, but for everyone around you. And you are such a grounding light. And I'm so grateful for you. So thank you. I love you.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> now neither of us are going to have a bad day. <laughs> All right, let's Look take a deep breath. We need happens. to take a deep you breath. Because
1: that's what we did on our last call. And I feel like it was nice.
0: All right. Okay, ready? One, two. Namaste. Namaste.
1: I love you, butter. Have a good day. Okay. Bye.
0: So I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Charlotte. And perhaps if you're someone who's looking at, you know, applying yoga, you might have a more broad understanding of how it doesn't just serve our physical body, but it actually helps us tap into our potential and it helps us kind of transmute um, and and create a create some separation from our emotional reactivity and gives us a basis to be really present, and show up as that best version of ourselves, set an intention for how we want to act in any scenario and see it through. So that's really powerful. Um, I do urge you to check out her yoga mats because they are beautiful and they light up any room. And lastly, I, as you all know, I am a life coach and I do offer some free coaching during this time of quarantine or self-isolation, probably better terminology. Um... And it's not a formal thing, but if there's anything that you are, you know, working on, you want to create better habits during this time at home, you want to, you know, you're kind of struggling, you have some emotional and mental unease, unrest, and you're struggling with this transition. I'd love to just, re- I'd love for you to reach out, and I'd love to sit down and it gives an opportunity for me to, you know, continue to exercise um, some of these resources and share them with you. And I think that's what we can do during this time. Is um, really just lean on the opportunities we have to connect and serve. So that's what I'd love to offer you. Um, Reach out if there's anything in that realm that speaks to you. And as always, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, would really appreciate a review and any feedback, which you can hit me on social media. So with that, have a great rest of your day. Love you all and talk to you soon.